Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zach Wilson clips it left, Tyler Croft. There's a jet touchdown. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He looked comfortable out there. He looked like the smooth operator that Daniel Jeremiah said to put Sade's songs in her head. The Rich Eisen Show. Do I ask you now how you're feeling about the Jets? No, I'll save it for closer. Dude, you should just pipe down too. <laughs> Today's guests, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, sports and political commentator Keith Olbermann, 49ers tight end George Kittle, Dodgers infielder Justin Turner, and now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Boy, do we have a full house today here in Los Angeles, California. We've got four guests. We've got you at 844-204-RICH, whether you're watching on NBC Sports, on Peacock, on PeacockTV.com. If you want to get us, that's how you can get us. If you want to see us, if you want to listen to us, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, one of now 35 coast to coast we appreciate if you are listening to us on one of those affiliates if you are listening to us on sirius xm channel 211 nbc sports audio after the dan patrick show every single day like we are on peacock as well we say hello to you we say hello to you if you're streaming us on odyssey we say hello to you belatedly if you are watching us um on peacock later on in the day or if you're listening to us on demand on the rich eisen show podcast which you can get on cumulus podcast network basically we're unavoidable and the we is me rich eisen chris brockman good to see you over there how are rich you eisen, sir? my man mike up? del tufo back in his chair for the be- for time being for the time being you're, you're disappearing in the middle of the show right a relief pitcher will come in and then i come back and you come back i'm Whoa. gonna close out okay I mean, i'm Whoa. coming back oh you're okay or, like, I'm going to take off the 5th, 6th, you know, and 7th. It's okay. Or, uh, in terms of presidents, you're like Grover Cleveland. <laughs> right? You're out, and then you're back. Very good. Good to see you yeah. over there, wow. TJ Jefferson. Hey, How are you? Hey, Rich, every time I think I'm out, you pull me I back pull in. Me all right right back. Oh, oh, I'm here all week. Yeah, try to be nice. But I'm bumped. Um, okay, so we got lots uh, to talk about here today. Um, and as you might imagine, with now two preseason weeks in the books, Lots to talk about in the National Football League. For instance, Monday Night Football hey. last night um, in New Orleans, in Louisiana. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, offensively and defensively, birthed not one, but two number one drafted overall starting quarterbacks in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence and Jameis Winston. Congratulations. Now, hold on a minute. Am I putting a cart before the horse, chicken before the egg? They're in New Orleans. Sean Payton's like, yeah, I'm not naming a starter. Well, we have a set of eyes. <laughs> And we are watching, and we see what we're seeing. And Jameis Winston last night was absolutely spectacular. Jameis Winston looked 
like a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Now then, we did not see, as you might imagine, <laughs> Mr. Bubble Wrap himself, Alvin Kamara. We're not going to see him until the Green Bay Packers stroll into that same Superdome in week one of the season. And we did not see, obviously, uh, Michael Thomas. Can't guard Mike is out for the time being. We don't know when he's going to come back. But what we saw is Jameis Winston looking confident. Jameis Winston looking like he knew what he was doing. Jameis Winston feeling comfortable in this offense. Jameis Winston finding Marquez Calloway twice for scores. Calloway made some nice grabs, too. But when your quarterback's on point, your receivers make better grabs. That's what happens. It's all symbiotic. Jameis Winston looks like starting quarterback. I thought he looked terrific. Buck 23 missed on only one pass, two touchdowns, zero picks. Now, Taysom Hill came in later, and we all know he doesn't have maybe the same uh, group around him. Who knows? 138 uh, passing yards, touchdown, two sacks. His body language did not look like he knows he's going to be a starting quarterback. Jameis Winston had a body language like he knows he's the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if it's been verbally said to these guys. The reps might already be telling the story. As you know, that's what I said yesterday. Sean Payton does not need to announce a starting quarterback right now. Doesn't need to do it. He already has a track record. When Taysom Hill took over for Drew Brees last year instead of Jameis Winston, as the rest of America and football America assumed it would be. And it wound up being Taysom Hill. We didn't know that until very late in the week. And we were that was a shocking headline of the 2020 football season. Sean Payton has a track record of doing what he wants at the quarterback position, and nobody else except the people in the building know about it, and the people in the building didn't let anyone else outside the building know about it. I thought Jameis looked terrific last night. Throw Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas in that mix, and I know you, Chris Brockman, think that the Saints are about to take a step back, and I know this is a preseason game against the team that only won one game last year. You know, but that was a terrific performance. And Callaway was beating, you know, Shaquille Griffin, who was a hugely paid free agent to leave Seattle to come back to his home state of Florida and man that position. So that's a top corner in the league. Might be just working on some stuff himself. I understand what preseason is. But preseason you have to utilize in order to make a decision for week one. And I think that that was it. That's a wrap. That's what I saw last night. I saw a wrap. We'll see what Sean Payton does in preseason Game number three. I'd imagine Jameis won't play. And that will be an indication. Put a pin in that for a second because we already saw elsewhere in the National Football League quarterback decision landscape that of informing a decision. I do want to quickly talk about Trevor Lawrence. Look, you know I love Gardner Minshew and you know what what we, we love about him and his swag and how he came to being Gardner Minshew up in Washington State and how he performed Minshew time every now and then, but this is Trevor Lawrence's gig and he's going to have some growing pains in it. And it's going to be fun to watch him actually start to matriculate the ball down the field for, for urban Meyer. And it's just wild to see it just, it's, it's still jarring to see Trevor Lawrence in a professional football uniform in a Jacksonville Jaguar uniform and see urban Meyer on the sideline of an NFL game, living and dying with every single, as we saw last night, potential miscue as Trevor Lawrence was trying to put some points on the board right before the end of halftime. Two-minute drill is when you can really rack up some yards and get some rhythm going and feel good about yourself. Took a sack that brought in a field goal unit only to miss a kick. Just seeing Urban just shake his head and 
he doesn't suffer these things very easily, and it could be a potentially long season for him. Don't want to put too much in there. I know the memes you- last night were fun. Urban already thinking about how he's going to spend more time with his family to get out of Jacksonville. Like people uh, were having their fun. Yeah, I, he's he's in for the long haul, brother. I'm assuming. I don't oh, know. he's got eighty to hundred million reasons, reasons to, to be in the long around, haul. You know, Travis Etienne walking around in a walking boot, leaving the building Oof, last night. That's, that's no not good. good. Oh, good. Um, DJ sleeper for fans, but it's it's Trevor Lawrence's gig. I know they haven't named it yet, and whatever, whatever needs to be done within their building to make the concept of you earn your spot here, no matter how terrific you were, and no matter the fact that you're the first overall pick, and no matter the fact that I tapped out on a very successful broadcasting career to take on coaching in the NFL and that challenge. You know, that's why I said two first overall selected quarterbacks weren't. Basically, knighted, kinged on the back row of the NFL checkerboard as starting quarterbacks last night. You're not going to walk into the season with Trevor Lawrence sitting down and whatever else we saw last night. That that ain't happening. Lumps are about to be taken by the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, or he could, you know, step in. And they do have a very talented receiving core and running back core. We'll see. We'll see. But that's Jameis's gig, as far as I'm concerned. That's Jameis's gig, and that's going to be lots of fun seeing Jameis in the NFC South with the Florida Lee eating W's or whatever he's doing. I mean, or what a, what a or roller coaster that's going to oh, be. Oh, man. Bad. That's going to be fun. <laughs> that's going to be fun. And the offense is going to be high flying, and Taysom Hill's going to be part of it. And so, oh, yeah, but just not as your starting quarterback. Now then, we'll see if Taysom Hill, um, if Jameis starts preseason game number three. If he doesn't, that's your indication that he's the starting quarterback week one. In Chicago, the announcement coming in that Justin Fields is going to start preseason game number three. Isn't that something? Because they got to see all the reps, right? Because certainly if you're going to throw them out there on Sunday night football and SoFi Stadium, and that's Aaron Donald, that's Jalen Ramsey, he's got to get all the reps going on, right? Of course. And then you find out Dalton's not playing at all. Well, of course he's not going to come in as the backup unless your name and Justin Fields a starter are you no 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 the exact opposite that's the way this happened at the, the presser today in Chicago as Matt Nagy's talking about what he's doing at the quarterback spot you know the reporters had to basically say so to be sure Dalton's not starting this preseason game and not playing this preseason game because he's starting week one yes he is announcement made the tweeted out QB1 of Chicago once he signed in Chicago, Andy Dalton is in fact QB1 Sunday night football and Bears fans mostly weep. That's a fact. This is what's going to be part of this whole decision for Matt Nagy. Just full scope if you are new to these parts where you've been. If you're not, then you know. Nagy was on the show after drafting Justin Fields, after moving up to take the Ohio State star. And his plan for Justin Fields was to sit him for much, if not his entire first season. Why? Because he was on the chief staff watching Alex Smith, veteran, take all the snaps, all the starts, up until the final regular season week when they put their young quarterback, who they drafted after trading up to go get him, in Patrick Mahomes. And he saw what Mahomes became 
and what he saw to be sitting there and watching Alex Smith go about his preparation, watching Alex Smith play, watching Alex Smith sit next to Andy Reid, sitting next to Andy Reid while Andy Reid was sitting next to Alex Smith, going through all of that, and now we know who Mahomes is. At that time, I said, I don't know if you're going to have that space to do such a thing. Because Bears fans want fields out on the field, and they also saw Andy Dalton in Cincinnati and last year in Dallas, and know that Jay Cutler has more career playoff wins as a Chicago Bear quarterback than Dalton's had in his entire career, period, wherever he's been. And that just ain't going to sell in Chicago. But Nagy is a former coach of the year who is very personable and excellent with the media, and this is how he described part of his decision-making process. Part of the evaluation process that you say to yourself, <clears throat> where, where, where did you think Justin was going to be through training camp? And is he where you thought? Is it a little bit better? Is it a little bit worse? And we feel really good with where he's at. I, I would say for sure that, uh, that for his level of where a lot of rookies are at this point in time, he's passed that test. You see what I'm saying? So that's a good thing. So we know that. But now it's just growth for every one of these quarterbacks, Justin included, is everybody has a different story on how they get to the, to the top, right? Every quarterback in this league has a different story. And there's, there's, there's good examples of guys that have played from day one as a rookie, right? There's great examples of that. There's also great examples of guys that haven't played day one and they've sat a little bit. And uh, talking about guys right now in the league and talking about guys 10 years ago. So we have to create our own of how we do that. And um, all the only thing we can do is worry about having those guys just continue to just fight every day and just be awesome in practice, mentally be be smart, and be productive, and and always be prepared. And that's one thing with those three guys; they will always be prepared. So that that's that's how we look at it. Now, what could Nagy be talking about right there that he's not going to say into a microphone, and and what? That might be is what Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated and the MMQB said on Friday's program, because Nagy's not going to tell you the nuts and bolts of what's going on behind the scenes that's into these decisions. He just will talk in generalities and very interesting, you know, um, avuncular avuncular, um, decision making. And conversation, avuncular, which means he's he's very nice, very sweet. Okay, look that up. He comes across very likable. And he won't say what Breer said, which is Dalton, here's the play call. And it's a very long play call, like 15 to 18 words. A third of that is the language that the offensive line needs to know for the play, the blocking protection a third of that is what the receivers need to know, and another third of that is what the running backs need to know. And Dalton knows which part of the language is for which player, and he addresses that grouping within the huddle. So he knows it's a long play call. He'll say this part of the play call to that group, that part of the play call to the group that needs to know that, and that part of the play call to the group that needs to know that. Justin Fields is going in there just blurting it out, not addressing everyone, anyone specifically, because he's memorized it. Who would you rather be in that huddle against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? Obviously, the quarterback that can disseminate it and also absorb it properly. Absorb and then disseminate. 
not the other kid. That said, there have been many players in this league who know and memorize stuff, only see half the field, figuratively have their head in a certain orifice of <laughs> it, and win football games. And if Dalton does not win football games to start the season, certainly when he's home, his first home start as a Bear is against the Bengals. Certainly if Burrow, coming off of his surgically repaired knee, outpoints the Bears offense in front of Bears fans, and Dalton goes 0-2 to start a Bears season, including a home loss to the Bengals. It won't matter how it's going in practice or in a meeting room. Certainly if the struggles on Sunday night happen with Al and Chris and the rest of the NBC crew in front of the nationally televised audience who's curious about the matchup, fantasy, what the stadium looks like, huge audience coming in, and it's a conversation about why not field, why Dalton, I know I'm painting a very negative scenario, but it's very real and possible, isn't it? I don't think Bears fans will take the outward going, nice coach, explaining to everybody that everyone's prepared, what you need to know in practice. Let me just tell you the way this is all going. This is what I'm trying to think, what I'm trying to, uh-uh. That kid's going to be thrown out there, and it's going to be maybe his first career start back in the Ohio, the state of Ohio, against grown-ass man Miles Garrett. This is what is possible for Chicago and why I don't think Nagy's going to have the ability to have the room to describe and play professor in front of the microphone to Bears fans. If Dalton beats the Rams and then beats the Bengals, well, now he can be Mr. Chips and tell you, I got this thing handled. Let's get the kid up to speed. Let's keep winning football games with Andy Dalton and then put into place his plan that he said two weeks after being on this show that he wants to sit fields as long as possible. This is what's happening right now in Chicago. And what could play out, and I hope it's positive for him and for Bears fans, and for Dalton. He said it's his time. Guess what? Week one, it's his time. First road opponent in the new stadium with fans in it here in Los Angeles, home of the Super Bowl. Odds of Dalton being the starting quarterback in week one with fans in SoFi and then week last for the Super Bowl in SoFi. You could probably put those odds on the head of a pin, but hey, Matt Nagy's going to try it. He's going to try it. I don't know how long that's going to last. Let's take a break. A guy who does not have these questions about his starting quarterback, he is... He's, he's, he's got a unicorn that he's putting in uniform here in Los Angeles. And Justin Herbert, the head coach of the Chargers, Brandon Staley, will be on this program. George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And my buddy Keith Oberman on the 32nd anniversary of Pete Rose being banned for life. That's how we're rolling on this show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you came on the last time, you just gotten your hair cut by your strength and conditioning coach, John Lott. I told you that was your rookie mistake, and that's the only rookie mistake you were allowed to make, and you'd be cool with that. I, I, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm looking at the photograph of you with your trophy, the offensive rookie of the year trophy. I must admit, it's going in pretty well. It's not too shabby. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And obviously, it was, it was a tough, tough couple of weeks with really short hair. Um, but the best part about it is that it'll grow back, and uh, the long hair will come back. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So that is the plan. That is in the plan that the, yeah. the long hair is coming back. Yeah, that is the plan. Okay. Because right now, I mean, it, I, I got to tell you, it, it does already have the flow. It sits nicely. I, I don't know if uh, I should send uh, uh, an apology to John Lott. You know, I texted him and he kind of gave me grief for saying what I said. Uh, maybe I should send him here in Los Angeles. You know, that can, that can be a very lucrative career. Here in Los Angeles. No, it's it's all good. He he understands it, and, and it was funny because we did it in the weight room, and, and so I thought that was perfect for the strength and conditioning coach to cut it in the weight room. Um, and so it was it was funny, and, and I thought we had to switch things up, so it worked out. Okay. Hey, Justin, uh, I asked your coach because you know NFL Network's moving into your building. Um, you know, if it's possible that I could, because uh, I asked him how the parking situation was. He said that with the Rams, they would just take the bus in. From I guess Thousand Oaks, you wouldn't even know what the parking situation. What about you? Um, is there is there a parking situation I should know about at SoFi before I start coming to work on Sundays? Um, know about? We just normally park in this this lot out by the side, and then we kind of shovel in through golf carts. So if if you're going to go a route, that's that's a pretty nice route to go. Okay, all right. Uh, and on game days that uh, the Rams are playing, and I'm coming to work, uh, can I uh, park in the spot that says Jay Herbert? Can I do that? <laughs> If I had a spot, you, you could take it. What? But I unfortunately don't have my own spot. What? What? 
How do you not have your own spot? Come on. What's going on? Come on. Are you serious? Maybe maybe that's something coming in the next couple of years, but I'm I'm all right with uh with the spots. No, uh, look, you are the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. And I know that, you know, uh you've lived in Southern California enough to know that this is crucial. Parking is like that's the way of life around here. Driving, high high occupancy vehicle lane to be able to, you know, to do it by yourself and get to work on time. Come on. Can I help? Can I help at all? <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, honestly, that's a that's a great question because honestly, it might be tougher next year. Uh, yeah, maybe hopefully we have fans by that time, so maybe the parking lot will be a little more full. Correct, and we are coming. NFL Network is coming. That's hundreds of of employees. We're coming. It's going to be a log jam. You got to get on this, okay? That's that. Uh, we'll have we'll have to be sure to do that. Okay, good, Justin. I just want to leave you in a better spot. I might have been more too aggressive with Justin on that area. In hindsight. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. We had Justin Herbert on before, and uh, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, kind enough to be on hold listening to all that while we were coming back from our radio affiliates, uh, getting set for his first season as an HC in the NFL, Brandon Staley of your Los Angeles Chargers. How are you, Coach? Rich, great to see you this morning. Great to be with you. Great to have you here. Um, You must be just all fired up. You you can't. uh, I mean, you want to kick this thing off today i'd imagine right yeah we just had a great team meeting uh, a little while ago which you know i wish you could have kind of zoomed in for that um so back here at our facility and uh, getting ready to take on the seahawks this week to finish off preseason okay what do you what do you how are you going to approach this because as we know uh preseason is different last year there wasn't any uh, this is the first time there's just three are you going to treat this as the uh week three dress rehearsal that it used to be with a four-week preseason or how or not what is your philosophy on this one we're going to treat it like we have the first two games uh we're going to make sure that the guys who need to to compete and define their role within the team we're going to make sure that they get every opportunity to showcase their abilities uh and then for the guys who have not played yet in the preseason that will still be uh the theme for this week um and so Looking forward to going up there against you know Pete and their team. Uh, it'll be a good measuring stick for these guys that are competing for spots. And um, just like we have the first two games, we're going to try to give our guys a, a game plan um, that allows them to be successful, that gives us a chance to win the game. Uh, and that's how we're going to approach it. And hopefully we have three really good days of practice. Has Herbert lobbied to get in? At all? He has. He, he, was, he, was really, um, he was really disappointed, crushed. Um, that's why we love him so much. Um, but He's crushed. He was. He, he, really? I think he was a little surprised. He was caught off guard, um, which, again, is a, a, another great sign. And, uh, but it's, it's been a, I feel like we've really had a productive camp, and uh, we've got three practices this week and finish it off the right way going up there to, to play those guys. Now, I know why you say it's a great sign, but I want you to verbalize it. Why do you think it's a great sign that the, the unicorn, as many of us refer to him, <laughs> is crushed that he can't play in preseason football? Uh, Justin knows how far he has to go to be the player he knows that he's capable of being. And I think that he's got that drive inside of him that knows um, he can improve. And, and so he wants to get as many chances at improving as possible. That's why he's always the last one to leave the practice field. If you've taken a look at any of our practices, uh, including last week against the Niners, he's always the last one to leave the field. And um, he's got that refreshing drive that um, all the special players have, uh, regardless of the sport. And um, we really enjoy you know, competing together every day. I know that.
Well, I mean, he is just, again, had such an incredible rookie season, and I know you weren't there for that. That said, I'm sure you're up to speed as to what maybe he was uh, dealing with, uh, for the lack of a better phrase, in his maturation process. What's different, do you think, for him entering this season than last season when he didn't know he was going to start, and then we all know how he got thrown in because we're hearing so much about sitting and letting a quarterback sit around and watch based on the five first rounders that were taken. You don't have to deal with that, but I'm wondering where you are on this philosophy, knowing Herbert, what happened with him last year and how you're getting a quarterback a little bit more ready in your first year as the HD. Yeah, I think, I think with Justin, um, you know, I think he's going through a lot of what when you when you ascend as quickly as he did, uh, and I think under the circumstances too, like the off season that he had, even though he was a top, you know, ten draft pick, uh, because of the pandemic and because of the way the preseason kind of expressed itself, and even during the season, I don't think there is much of the off the field stuff that is sort of demanded and required of you as a franchise quarterback. And I think this off season he got a taste of that, where there's all this stuff off the field now that's coming your way, whether it's the award ceremonies, whether it's the media tour, um, all the marketing and sponsorships. And there's a lot more people pulling at you, I think, off the field and just getting into his uh, routine that way and then finding out his off-season workout routine. Um, and, and I think that that was um, something that you know he was going through for the first time. And I thought he navigated it really well where – he was giving himself the personal space that he needed, but also putting in all the work that uh, he knows is required and, and, and that means so much to him. So I think he found that balance. And, and it is different, you know, because, you know, this, this camp has been different than the last one. I mean, after every practice, there's, you know, several people there uh, asking for a bunch of his time. And, and, and so that's just part about being a, a franchise quarterback. And um, I think he's handled it with a lot of grace uh, and humility, as you would expect. And, um, and so I think that part has been different for him. And then I think in terms of where he's at as a player, there's just two totally different spaces. What he knows, uh, he's been able to study so much more. Um, he's been exposed to so much more uh, offensively, defensively, situationally. He knows his receivers a lot more. I mean, I know that Keenan's been kind of quoted like, hey, he, this guy didn't even throw me a pass last preseason. Now they've had a full off season to work together. So um, I think there's just so many factors that have contributed to him being a much more confident player. Um, a much more prepared player. And, and with that being said, there's still so much room uh, to go. Brandon Staley, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers here on the Rich Eisen Show. How much of a focus is Eckler going to be in your offense that you're willing to share with us in front of everybody right now? Yeah, Rich, I think speaking specifically from a defensive perspective, anytime you can activate the running back in the passing game and you have to truly defend all five eligible receivers, it is a much tougher cover and that's what Austin forces you to do is to defend all five eligible receivers because of his ability as a receiver, both from the backfield and then split out within the formation. Um, he provides you a lot of different um, variations of where you can align him within the formation, and he, you can kind of create a lot of hybrid groupings because of him. Uh, and then I think he really fits our run scheme. I know a lot of people talk about him as a receiver, but um, I know that when I was in Denver, you know, we had so much respect for him as a runner because he's got such great uh, vision. He's got really good pace as a runner, Rich. He's got that perfect pace where he can really set blocks up, and then he's got more 
power than you think for being a, um, you know, what some people say a smaller, he's a shorter guy, but if you see him, this guy's as packed as anybody on the field in terms of his, his play strength and his power. Um, and so I think he's a really good fit for how we're trying to run the football as well. Um, and so, you know, he's, you know, a complete back, and, and I think that um, certainly gives us a, a big-time weapon on offense. And it seems like you got a quarterback back on defense, too, Derwin James. Uh, we did see the house call from uh, practice last mm-hmm. week. What are, Just the, the raves that I hear from your building and from teammates and from, obviously, evaluators and what he can do. You obviously, as you mentioned, you're from a defensive background and coaching, but you're a quarterback uh, by trade from your – playing days what what does James do what does he do that can help you and gives you the pieces to move around he's a really complete player and I think that that's what stands out to people in the NFL you 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 notice the complete players right away Mm -hmm. um and he's a complete player that happens to be um among the rarest talents as well so when you have talent and then rare skill set and then you have rare makeup because of who he is as a person competitor leader then you have something that's different and um, that doesn't come around very often. And so um, there's good reason for why people talk about him the way people do um, because he earns it. And on our practice field last week was a good example of it. He's having a fantastic camp. Um, He's coming in outstanding shape, full command of our defense. Um, He improves every day. Uh, And then just what he does for our team from a leadership standpoint uh, his energy, his command, the way he practices, the way he prepares, uh, the way he trains. Um, he rubs off on, any, on everybody, myself included. And he, he has a way of bringing out the best in people. And um, love, 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 you know, working with this guy. What do you mean by he rubs off on you? Give me an example. What does that mean? I think when you are with really special players like him, you know, I've been with, you know, AD and Ramsey, Khalil yep. Vaughn. When you're around really special players, um, you have a great responsibility with that when you have people that are as gifted as he is to you know to really get the best out of them and and so every day you know me Ronaldo Hill Derek Ansley Tommy Donatello all of us coaches I mean Joe Lombardi our offensive coordinator we're trying to just maximize this guy in every way and and live up to him um because you know we know what he's capable of and so we just try and pour as much as into his game as is as we can. And, um, I think, you know, you know, the type of energy and the type of focus that he brings every single day. And as a coach that has a way of drawing a lot out from you at the, you know, at the same time. Well, I mean, you know, so what's your team capable of? I mean, you got Bosa, you got playmakers all over the map right there, coach. And, you know, I'll, I'll just put it out there. I know you're probably not going to answer it, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, you know, we saw last year a team uh, play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. You got two shots at it this year. You're one of them. What's your team capable of this well, year? Well, I think, I think what we're you know, working towards in, in this camp uh, and then what we'll be working for is becoming a complete team, you know, a team that in all three phases is capable of winning um, every game that we play. You know, and I think that that's uh, your goal as an NFL team or really any team is just whoever you play that week, you feel like you can win that game. And, and I feel like what's most important to us right now is, is creating that identity in all three phases of the game, uh, becoming a team of teams where we really, you know, know how we play, understand how we play, uh, why we play that way. 
and then being able to take that to, to each and every opponent that we play. And I think that, you know, it's been a process in order to get this thing off the ground, but I feel like this camp's been really competitive and um, I really like the makeup of our team because of a lot of the guys that you've mentioned. I think what makes you feel confident is a lot of people just talk about your talent uh, and the pieces that you have, um, but then it's, okay, how do those pieces come together and, and can you become a team? Um, and, I th- and I know that we have that because I know that our premium players – like you mentioned with Derwin and Joey and Keenan and Justin and uh, Corey Lindsley and all these guys that are really special. I know that they're tremendous teammates and, and that they're winners. Okay. You, you go back, these guys are winners. And so, um, you know, excited to come, you know, to, to, to get this thing off the ground. And, you know, Rich, the other thing is we got to be ready for the storms that are coming Oh yeah. because the NFL is a really tough league. And we, 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 you know, our division alone is really tough, but you know, every game that you play, there's danger, you know, there's danger every game and we just got to be ready. We got to be ready for what's coming our way. And um, I'm confident that we will be because of a lot of those guys that you, that you've brought up. Well, I got to ask you this too, because uh, the storm's coming, as you point out, um, charger fans will let you know, there's a special storm that always appears to uh, form for chargers fans with about 30 seconds to go fourth quarter. I mean, weird stuff happens is only way to put it. How do you as a new HC there, prepare for that stuff to avoid the the usual that sometimes occurs for your team for some reason yeah i think uh the specifics is you have to really prepare your practices like games and you you pour into the practices and design them um like games are put them through a lot of the situational parts of the game um and and organize your walkthroughs like games you know where you're creating even more inventory that your guys can draw from in in terms of operating in some of these tight situations and um, knowing the rules of the game, time score, situation, all that stuff, and then knowing what we like to do and and how we like to do it and knowing your opponent. And so there's so much that that goes into it, that factors into it. And then from just a pure game management standpoint, you know, putting a team of teams around you, Rich, you know, it's like it can't just be a one-man operation. There's so many variables that are happening, dynamics that are changing. Uh, That's what makes the NFL special is you surround yourself with people where you have a system um, in terms of how you operate and how you communicate. And I think that we're, we're doing our best to continue to, to improve each and every day. I think these first two games in the preseason, and then we had a scrimmage, obviously at SoFi, like feel like we're doing a good job of that every day. And, um, you know, getting closer to being, you know, the, the, you know, the operation that we hope to be. But uh, I, that's all I can say is that you, you, you don't wake up in the day and organize your day like real casually. You know, we're really specific, really purposeful in how we do things. And um, hopefully um, over time that cumulative effect will take over where, hey, we, we thrive in those situations. We're not, we're not like hoping something's going to happen. We're going to go make it happen because we're prepared and we're ready for it. And, um, you know, I'm excited to, to see our leaders, um, you know, take off with that um, as, we, as we play uh, real games here soon. Fantastic. As, uh, as I let you go, you know, you're talking about practices. I heard from uh, my colleague Albert Breer, who was part, watching some of your practices, you, you, are you doing yoga? You're having your guys do yoga, keep them fresh, <laughs> like stretching out? Like, is, is this what's going on here? Coach, is that yeah, fact? we are. Um, you know, I think sports performance, uh, our okay. players' health, uh, is is at the front of my mind each and every day. Okay, and making sure that uh, they're ready to to prepare to train and not to pace themselves. You know, the way you uh, truly improve is when you compete 
to, to your fullest potential. And so what we've kind of done is, you know, uh, we start our practices off with an activation period, which is kind of a, a two-part. It's kind of a foam roll okay. with kind of, you know, in one station and then like a yoga sort of-ish, you know, where you've got mats where you're kind of doing a lot of that stuff that um, – that you see taking place uh, probably on television sometimes, but it's a 15 minute activation. And then we have a 10 minute dynamic stretch. And what that does is it, it makes our, our players really, they're, they're ready to practice. They're warm, like they're ready to go. They don't have to kind of ease their way into practice. They can get into practice and, and start playing right away. And then after practice, we have a recovery station, which is a lot of the same stuff, like a recovery area while one side of the ball is lifting. Uh, and so we've kind of gotten into that rhythm and routine. Um, and our players, have, we've, got, we've gotten great feedback from them and um, we've kind of partnered up with them. We started it in the spring. Uh-huh. Um, our sports performance team led by Anthony Lamando, Jonathan Brooks, those guys are Gs. And uh, I feel like it's, it's helping our team uh, become as good as it can be. So there's a photograph of Joey Bosa in a tree pose? Because if so, I'd pay to see that. There'll probably be one somewhere. I, okay, you know, I'm, I'm I'd confident pay to see in that. that. Okay. And then lastly for you, now that you've been at SoFi, you got a game, you said you got a scrimmage. What's the parking situation? Let's go, right? Let's go. Is there a well, spot for me when you're not there? A couple there? things. A couple things. Going back to the activation, we may have to get that yeah. for you before your race next year. Fact. May, may, Fact. May, 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 make you, you know, go through that. Fact. Um, the foam rolling for me is the toughest part. Uh, right. I'll be very honest with you. I'm it's 52. Painful. It's you know, not even. No, there's some pain in that. That it band is is like you could seriously play a guitar um, <laughs> and have a string lighter than my IT band. But um, but the parking. Let, parking, let, parking. Okay, so I have a little bit better scouting report for yes. you this year. Thank you. Because um, I have actually driven to the stadium. Okay. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're going to endow a parking spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get sponsors all over the world yes. to endow, endow some spots. Yes. And we're kind of in that marketing phase. Yes. I actually have some calls that I need to make here okay. uh, later today. Um, but the, the Rich Eisen Foundation parking spot yes. will be um, down there in SoFi so that you can, you know, have a uh, – it's kind of like – and it's kind of like uh, the Bruce Wayne when you kind of go down in <laughs> yes, SoFi. It's kind of like down the there in the cave. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll make sure that you uh, – have a front row spe- seat down there, um, so your access is is okay. as good as it gets. Okay, because you know what? We're, we're, my first show from uh, from from right next door to SoFi is the first Sunday of the season. You know, right. and so <clears throat> you're out of town at Washington. Um, I I'm ready, is what I'm saying. That's yeah, Sunday, and, and we, we're like again, we're in the the process of getting the the endowments, you know, and and, and all these people <laughs> contributing <laughs> to these spots. And, uh, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, Keenan, yep. Derwin, we're all on the yep. phone actively Thank recruiting. You. Brandon, I appreciate it, Coach. I appreciate it. I'll pay it forward. You know that. <laughs> I'll pay it. I'll pay it forward. Thanks for the call. Really right. appreciate it. You take care. Thanks Let's a lot, do it down soon. You got it. There's Brandon Staley, head coach of Los Angeles Chargers. Man, I, lo- I love that whole interview. Chargers fans, you have to be fired up. Fired up. The pieces are in place, and he knows what to do with them. And... I loved his answer to, hey, man, crazy poop happens to your team, man. Did you see what happened in Tennessee two years ago when Melvin Gordon scored three times and then fumbled it after the two overturns on replay? Remember that stuff? Oh, yeah. Remember, by, by the way, remember uh, the Chargers uh, um, in, uh, in Cincinnati? Last year, almost lost that. Twice. I mean, it's crazy stuff happens. And he's just like, well, if you prepare and you got it, and you're focused, and you do this, and you do that. Obviously, crazy stuff's going to happen, but I'm fired up for Charger fans, man.
You're fired up for your parking spot. Well, <laughs> good point. I think he's good point. Well, honestly, I think he's humoring me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think you got. It. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think Coach is uh, week one, baby. With you, Rich. Week one. He's like, at the like Washington him. football team. Brandon Staley's parking spot like is him. open. Yep. No, it's not. What do you think? McVay's going to be in that? Think you think the coaches? Yeah, I mean, oh, I think the coaches share a spot. You think probably. that's going to be? Yes, probably. Home? No, I doubt that. They don't yeah. share. Do they share locker rooms? It just says head coach. No, they have their own locker rooms. Yeah, so I so doubt Herbert, would... Herbert and Stafford are going to share a spot. Like yep. that's how it's going. I got yeah, it. It just says QB one. QB one. By the way, yep. you can be sure that this show, <laughs> if we're going to do a seven minute segment with Bobby Cannavale on parallel parking, <laughs> I'm going to find out this answer. Yes. Parking <laughs> is very important to Rich, me. It says host one. That's where you pull in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you guys are saying they share them. I'm saying there's no way. Yeah. I don't know. QB1. It's a certain find-out number of spots, Yeah, I that's imagine. what I mean. Just says yeah. head coach. You're home. You got home. It's a Rams lot and a Chargers lot? No way. There's no. probably a players yeah. and coaches Didn't lot. Didn't we say, Mike, you tell me they're a mile under underground? No, 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 oh, no. The, the spots way. you could park theoretically no, no, underneath. No, no, no. By, by the way, they, and then, then we'll take a break. A lot of room. That when you go into SoFi. Obviously not a mile. No, no, no. No, it's but SoFi, in or, because SoFi, you will see it flying into LAX. Oh, yeah. Because you're flying over it. They dug a oh, very big deep hole. hole. That's what like I'm almost to the center of the earth. That's what I'm and saying. And when you go into SoFi to your seat, you are most likely going way down. Yeah, like Mike's you arrive in right? SoFi yeah. at the top level. The and third, you go, the third level, the three hundred level right. is ground floor. Yeah, right. my seat's like right. about a hundred feet. If so that's not more down. That's my point. Maybe you're more. saying parking even if at your a seats are, are upstairs, you're, you're sometimes right. walking straight into them yeah. or going down. Down. Yeah. And so, regardless, if you're going to be digging a hole that deep, do you do you really dig two parking spots? I mean, for two parking lots? I don't think so. There's a lot of television again, we'll, we'll get on top of that. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. we got tons of phone calls. We will give them to you. And then uh, Keith Olbermann is going to join us in hour number two to talk about the 32nd anniversary of Pete Rose's banning for life. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
tried to explain to my eight-year-old the other day about what an encyclopedia was. Why? You know what? I sold encyclopedias for one week in Kansas Get City. Out of here. I swear to you. I, 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 you went door to door? David Keckner was a door to door encyclopedia salesman in Kansas City. Yes. I, I came I, uh, <laughs> after my sophomore year in college. I decided I'm not going back to Tipton, Missouri, where I'm from 2,000 yes. people. I'm going to go to Kansas City where I get some buddies there if yeah. I met from college. Yeah. My dad said, okay, well, you have to have X number of dollars saved yes. before you go back to school. Yes. Because I'm not just, you know, paying for everything. So I had a series of jobs, one selling cable, one selling encyclopedias, one selling Circus Delight ice cream, none of which panned out. What? I just had job after job. How many encyclopedias did you sell? None. Zero. There was a 10-page Come on. script. You had to go into yes. people's houses, and it yes. was a takeaway script. Yes. Do you believe education is important? Yes, of course well, I do. Great, so do I. It was just page after page. It's a takeaway. Well, I'm not sure you're really committed to your children if you don't believe blah 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 blah. We used to get dropped off in the neighborhoods at like 10:45 at night. Yeah. And, and ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> we had oh. cops called on us. I'm like, I don't think this job is the right one. Well, David, if uh, not to top you, as you topped me at the very Doesn't beginning matter, of this conversation. Friends. There's okay. no topping. There's forever. Only, there's forever. Only, forever. There's only communion. Okay, okay yes. so here, so uh, I. This is my favorite story, by the way. One of my first jobs I ever had was cold calling Brooklyn and Staten Island residents for the New York Post at Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and the language I heard, yeah, it, it's not even safe for certain types of work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I could not, and I would sell uh, eventually the newspaper to people who hardly spoke English, oh. and it was terrible. I they felt, thought they I, had to take it. I felt I don't even think they knew what the hell the New York Post was. Right. But I mean, at eight in the morning on a Saturday, just call people up. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, are, 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 do you have? Do you, do you subscribe to the New York Post? No, I do not. Like, what would you like? I mean, it was terrible. Man. Oh my gosh! And then terrible. halfway after a minute, like, who is this? <laughs> What? What? Do you remember the pitch at all? Oh, it was just, yeah. I mean, you know, how would you like to get the most New York or something stupid like that? Or But at 8 a.m., a, a lot of people don't pick up. No. Or if they do, they're just really... They're not interested in, in subscribing yeah. to a newspaper. Confused and then irate. So did you So did you get... You didn't even get close to selling no. your oh. No, no, no. Not even close. I mean, Even I, with I'll that opening line of, do you care about education? Is education... Do, yeah, it, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, could, I could... I only memorized the first page. Uh-huh. So had I gotten to a sale, I would not have known what to do. Happy 59th birthday to David Keckner, everybody. <laughs> Happy 59th to David Keckner. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you are uh, listening to us, uh, flipping us on because Peacock is going through technical difficulties, we are very well aware of that, and uh, we appreciate your patience on that front. Um, let's take a phone call of our buddy Al from Dallas. We haven't spoken. Have you have you been texting with Al? Have you been radio silent here? No, Al's, Al's still out there kicking. What's up, actually, Al? How you been? Richard, I mean, you were away for a long time. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't shine shoes anymore? You had, you know, you had your job. You had your battle with COVID. Yes. You're doing an excellent job, by the way, and getting the word out. I Thanks. appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, when you went away, you know, you, you went away. The Yankees stunk. The Mets were great. You come back, and the Mongolian reversal happened. Well, I mean, going, how great is this? It's just been quite not. amazing. No, it's not. It's not great. It's, 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 I, I, I did not see this one coming. I really didn't see it coming, which is amazing. I can't believe it. No, they have a, the Yankees traded for a softball team again. They're the big boppers, and the Mets can't hit. They can't pitch. Can't do anything. 
coach is about to get fired and the manager is about to get fired. Um, you know, it's 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 terrible. Uh, and you, but you know, football season is upon us. Danny Dimes, your guy. Danny Dimes will be uh, leading the Giants to uh, Oakland. Danny, Danny Dimes hasn't been dropping anything because we we have no Al. We have no the idea. Giants. What he's the Giants are the biggest shrug emoji team in the NFL. The Giants, who had a shot to win the division last year, and I know it's because everybody's record was terrible. Yeah. But the Giants have a shot to be terrific or horrific. I mean, yeah, and you could make a giant. great case. You could make a great case for either one, and you can argue it, but um, you can't deny that they have a shot with yeah. Danny Dimes coming out there. That's Galladay. That's Tony. That's Shepard. That's Saquon behind. That's Evan Ingram. That could be a dynamic, terrific offense, and if Danny Dimes can come out looking like, yeah, and I'll say it, Tannehill, somebody like that, um, they could be, and they don't turn it over, and defensively they show up like they did in the last half of last year, and Joe Judge has got everyone's attention. They could be terrific. They really, really could. A lot of ifs. Uh, Rich, uh, on another note, speaking of the Giants, I'm not sure if you saw that article today uh, about Tom Coughlin's – he wrote an op-ed about uh, the disease his wife is battling. He's been pretty quiet of it. There's a guy, Tom Coughlin, who doesn't get enough credit for all the work he's done with the J Fund. I have no affiliation. I just I I know. read it, and, and uh, you know, two-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, so it was a great article, and this was eye-opening uh, for a guy who's done a lot. And and uh, if you haven't seen the news, R.I.P. Charlie Watts. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Sal, in Dallas, right there. We are sending our best to Tom Coughlin, talking about being a, a caregiver for his wife. My word. If the Giants get quality quarterback play from Daniel Jones, and it is time for him to start showing that. Oh, yeah. If Saquon Barkley shows up like Saquon Barkley. Big if, man. If Kenny Galladay can stretch the defense like we've seen Kenny Galladay stretch the defense in Detroit. If Kadarius Toney is as good as it advertised as any young rookie receiver who has matchup problems, if Sterling Shepard can perform in the role that he might be perfect for, is that number two? If Evan Ingram shows up and balls out like that dynamic tight end that has the ability that everybody thought he would to enter the realm of, yes, the Kelseys and the Kittles, who's under hour number three. If that happens and the offensive line can protect and the Giants show up and defend and Joe Judge is the Belichick acolyte who actually has the buy-in from the team as opposed to I'm a Belichick acolyte, and I'm going to do this the Belichick way without the cachet of having done it before, and I'll rub every last one of you the wrong way, which is what we've seen from virtually every Belichick acolyte who's gotten a job from McDaniels 1.0 to Mangini to Patricia, right? Giants can be pretty damn good and we don't know because every last one of those ifs has not been answered at all by preseason play they have hidden the ball 
They are behind the curtain. Who's behind the curtain? Is it the magical Oz or is it that dude who's working the controls? <laughs> and the NFL 2021 season is the little dog Toto running behind the curtain, and we're going to find out. Yeah, I just made a Wizard of Oz football reference. That's what I just made. Oh, baby. Who are the New York Giants? What a mystery going that, into this season. Does that make Dallas the Wicked Witch? We'll find out. We're going to find out what's going on with the Giants and the rest of that division, the so-called money division. I mean, the shallowest Washington. end of the Oof. NFC pool, I'll tell you that. Next to maybe the NFC North. I mean, we can go back and forth, I guess. Oh, baby. Can't wait. NFL season right around the corner. So is hour two with my buddy KO, Keith Olbermann, joining us. Hot, hot take. Oh. What's your hot takes? Wizard of Oz 1939. Mm-hmm. Oh, Only film from back then that holds up. Oh. What other film from back then are you part of? Yeah, exactly. Like, how many of you know? You have a name honestly, five. The only one that holds up. Name from back five then. from back then. When was the last time you saw The Wizard of Oz? Been a while. Okay. Uh, we showed it to the kids last year. Oh, really? Were they, they scared? Were they, they freaked out? Of course. The monkey scared the hell out of me. The flying monkey, I was done. You know, it's kind of crazy how movies that were rated G back in the day. <laughs> yeah. What 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 was more what society tolerated as rated G. Yeah. We just showed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to our kids the other day. Okay, because the summer camp play and the second part of the session for the two boys was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Did you have to do preview? You did a preview, right? You, trailer first? No, there was no trailer. They just boom? No, we just went, went right, right in. in. Well, they know the story because they yeah. read the Roald Dahl books in, 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 right. in their school. They're fully well aware of the story. I, yeah. And then, you know, Cooper was the candy man, and Zan was Veruca Salt, by the way, in his, yeah. uh, his performance. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and so my son has range. And um, <laughs> so they're fully aware of this. But... Showing them the film, there's some psychedelic stuff oh, in yeah. it that's flipping out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like kids getting sucked up too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and we made it through. Wow. We made it through. And Taylor, <laughs> God bless her, my seven-year-old, soon-to-be eight-year-old daughter, she's on my lap. Movie's over. Credits roll. And she goes, Yeah. That's going to give me bad dreams. Very self-aware. Very self-aware. That's going to give me bad Very dreams. Very self-aware. She said nothing throughout the entire movie. <laughs> nothing. Just sat there, took it all in. in. That is fantastic. Not like, is he going to be okay, Dad? Or is she going to no. be like, what's going on? Why are they on? flying? None of that. The <laughs> Oompa Loompas. Nothing. She scared nothing. me. Waited. Oompa Credits Oompa. roll. Pause. Yeah. Well, that's going to give me bad dreams. Oh. And Did no. she report back? What were the dreams? Yeah. No, no. It's like Fight Club. I shouldn't say anything you right should, now. shouldn't have brought it up. But that's what she said. That's so that funny. is amazing. That's that is But that was rated G. Yeah, that's you know, even Even, you know, well, Gene Wilder. Let's toughen saying, these kids up yeah. these days. You lose. Good day, sir. Oh. Like, even that's just like, wow, that's aggressive. <laughs> we were tougher back then. 